0: Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art, this podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at livingmartialarts. Hi, well, hello to everyone. This is the Dark Master on the Living Martial Arts Podcast, uh, coming back to you with another episode. Um, I'm, again, excited. I'm excited for all my all my guests because um, uh, I try and bring you some, some people that are passionate about the martial arts and, uh, you know, we can share our stories. Uh, so I've got Mr. Charlie Wildish, who. Practices karate. He'll tell you a little bit about um, himself, I'm sure, and about uh, his uh, journey in karate. Um, I was, I've been very, very uh, pleased in the past. Uh, Charlie Wildish invited me. Charlie invited me to a, a session um, on on karate. I think we did. Um, I'm not sure how long ago it was. It was uh, many years ago, but uh, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it, and I think that um, you know we. You can always learn something from um, uh, watching other other martial arts, and uh, you know, sharing some of the techniques. And um, because, in my opinion, uh, the martial arts have all come from a very, very similar place. They may have uh, taken slightly different directions in the past, but um, you
1: know, they've all come from the same place. So,
0: hello to you. Good afternoon to you, Charlie. How are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you. And thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I'm uh, very much obliged to you inviting me
0: excellent excellent well uh as, I as I mentioned, well it's 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 been it's been a while it's been a while and um i, I know that you're very very passionate about your martial arts we've we've uh, spoken yes. in the past and uh, um it's, it's great to have you uh, on the living martial arts podcast so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go straight straight into it um and really just um ask you about your own uh, martial arts journey you know where how it started and um sort of how it progressed to uh present day. And as I as I'm always say, that question could take three days. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, we haven't got, oh, got, got three days. We have to condense it a little bit. But uh, but perhaps you can tell us about that.
1: Well, I started karate when I was uh, about 16. Um, I was very shy and introverted. Uh, and at school, especially the early and middle years at school, uh, I used to get bullied quite a lot. So um, when I kind of like got to 16, um, I was a little bit older, a little bit more mature, um, and I decided that I want this to ever happen again. So uh, I, I was interested in, I got interested in martial arts uh, and never looked back. So that's, that's basically how I started. Um, we're about the same age group, Ray. Um, do you remember the old TV series um, Kung Fu? Well, well, the
0: well I, I mentioned actually recently to another guest that not only do I do I remember it, but I've actually got the soundtrack uh to the, <laughs> the soundtrack to the series because uh I had to have it. I had to have it, and I've got it here um on vinyl. Um and it's one of, it's my, one of my prized possessions. So yes, oh, <laughs> I, I remember well, it very well.
1: I've got to say when we look back at it now, the martial arts in the series is actually lacking. let's be polite. let's say that the the martial arts is lacking but it was good for his day because nobody knew anything yes um however um there's a couple of things i liked about it um i mean one of them was just the character of the monk it didn't matter what happened to him all the different adventures and dangers and adversities he went to he never got flustered he never got angry he never got upset he dealt with everything in a great deal of calmness Um, and could always find a solution where nobody else could see a solution. Yes. And I found that very attractive. Not just the martial arts, the actual actual idea of being able to physically defend myself, but from someone who was used to being bullied, used to being afraid, to be quite honest. Yeah. Being being like that guy who was never afraid and never flustered, that really had an enormous appeal. And uh, I'm going to say, although the martial arts were a bit lacking in the series, it did inspire me. Uh, And I think to this day, there's not been any other TV series or or anything else quite like it which matched it for the philosophical content and showing the philosophical side of the martial arts. I don't think anything's come come up to it from that perspective.
0: No, I I think you're right. Um, It it, it was, uh, for me, I mean, I I was a very... um, uh, hyper character as a teenager I, I also started around the age of 16 um, and uh, you pe- people people might see me as still still being a bit hyper but they never knew me when I was 16 so <laughs> <laughs> believe me I'm, I've kind have calmed, calmed down a lot um, and you know I understand where you're coming from I used to watch that program and as you say you think, wow, you know, what's going to happen now? And he'd, he'd calmly just say, you know, this is the way life is, and we have to be able to deal with this, mm. and la la la. And you think, yeah. wow! And it, it did capture me. It did capture me, as long as well as the, um, you know, the, the sort of fighting, as you say, that wasn't particularly good. But actually, the philosophy was fantastic, mm. and I, I actually oh, do, yeah. I do like reading uh, philosophy now. I, I think that um, that side of the martial arts. Um, probably needs to get introduced a bit earlier when we start training um I I I only came to philosophy probably you know probably late I would say in my martial arts journey but uh, I think if we can introduce it earlier that might be um quite helpful for a lot of people
1: well I think most of us come to it later in the journey because um while I'm about um I'm 58 now coming up to 59 Mm, yeah so uh, you know we're, we're of that generation, and yeah, we get more interested in philosophy and that side of it as we get older. When we start, yeah. we're normally coming from a point of view of wanting to learn self-defense. Yes. And like, which is certainly certainly where I started, and we're looking more at the physical aspects as we get older and wiser, a bit mature. We realise like just what a different person we are. Yes. You know, compared yeah. to how we started. Yes. When yes. I started, like like I say, I was a, a shy introvert who would very easy melt into the background and nobody would notice me. Yeah. Um, and I was happy with that because it <laughs> kept the bullies away from me if I wasn't <laughs> noticed. Um, yeah. And I was used to being afraid and I just just, just keeping out the limelight. Um, so the people who knew me then would be probably absolutely astounded to see me now standing in front of a, a class and a group of people teaching with full confidence. Yes. And, you know, the people that know me now and didn't know me then. And I tell them, oh, I used to be really shy and introverted. Oh, yeah, sure you were, Charlie. Yeah, OK. <laughs> and, you know, but it's, it's how much martial arts have, have done for us and brought us out. I mean, OK, a lot of other life experiences have influenced as well. But I would say karate was one of the the main things which has changed me as a person, or martial arts in general, not just karate. Yeah, yeah. De-
0: definitely. Well, I, I've got a – I'm going to – one second. I've, I'm, I've got a book here. Um, I'm just going to get it. Because I, I, got, I got into the philosophy of martial arts and I, I remember finding this book and it was called, it was called um, Kodo, Ancient Ways, Lessons in the Spiritual Life of the Warrior Stroke Martial Artist. Um, it was written by a, an Aikido master called uh, Kensho Furora. And um, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And I remember uh, it, it's basically martial arts philosophy, Japanese culture. And mm-hmm. um, I've actually – I remember finding that book in, in a bookshop, uh, Waterstone, something like that, and I just devoured it. I loved it. And, I, and I've, I've read it so many times, um, you know, because of the the lessons in there and the philosophy, and it, um, it, it, it goes into uh, uh, detail about what type of person you should be and all this type of thing. And it, it's fantastic. I really, really uh, love it. And, uh, you know, I, I like yeah. reading but- things like that.
1: Yeah, it's good. Sounds that sounds very interesting.
0: It, it, it is, it is, and um, when I, when I was taking my um, uh, my sixth degree, actually, I took my sixth degree under the the founder of Taekwondo uh, a couple of years before he died, Major General Che Hung He.
1: That must and, have been um, amazing meeting him. It, it was,
0: and I remember coming up to the table, and I was thinking, you know, he's going to ask me questions about uh, different forms or whatever, and he just said to me you know, tell me about yourself. And then at the end, he said, right, you know, you need to read more philosophy. Uh, you need to educate yourself on mm-hmm. philosophy. And um, that really struck a chord with me. And um, ever since then, I've been <laughs> sort of reading a lot about the uh, philosophy of different martial arts, not just taekwondo, but different martial arts. Um, obviously, the name taekwondo is quite a modern name, but, it, it you know, taekwondo uh, originated out of um, karate anyway. And, um, wow. you know, it, it's... um uh, well, you
1: know. I, I see us all as sister styles, if yes. you like. Um, I mean, I, I, as you know, I, I got together with um, a friend of mine who does kung fu, um, Keith Cormac, who used to train with you many, many years ago. But that's you know, right, yeah. Changed it to kung fu, and uh, Mr. Skidmore of your yes. Own association, yes. And we did a, a seminar looking at practical applications to our kata's or patterns. Um, so, you know, just, just taking movements and how would you apply them in a more sensible way? And I thought it, it, it was it was good because as far as I'm, cons- I'm concerned, um, Kung Fu originally, they um, they would always change as they go along. They did not embed a style in stone. It was not like, this is how we do it, this is how it should be uh, maintained and passed in this format and it mustn't change. No, it was a living ground thing. Yes. As you as, as the environment changes, as the law changes, so should the technique change with this. And this yeah. is why China's got like thousands of different styles of kung fu. And when they taught it to the Okinawans, they did the same thing. They adjusted it to their they adjusted it to their build. Yes. Um so arguably karate is just another style of kung fu. Yes, and, yeah. of course, the Koreans learned quite a lot from the from the Japanese and the Okinawans, and they took a bit of the Chinese Kung Fu as well. Um, I think it's fair to say most of your hands come from the karate side. A lot of your kicking techniques probably come from the North Chinese Kung yes. Fu styles. Again, Taekwondo is arguably another style of karate or Kung Fu. Yes, so we're yeah. all interrelated styles. There's such rivalry between styles at different times, which... Uh, Fortunately, it's not so prevalent now as it used to be yeah but it's uh i, I find it very educational to work with mr skidmore and um see Cormac and uh, it was great we, we thoroughly enjoyed it
0: yeah definitely definitely well uh, you know hopefully in the, in the future we can do do something like like that again and um you know mm. share share knowledge in, in fact when i was um when i was a young lad As I mentioned, I started at 16, and it was just around the same time I started my apprenticeship at Rolls-Royce as an aircraft engineer. And, um, yeah, we had um, a number of uh, people there. We were all all sort of similar ages, actually, uh, into martial arts. And um, there was me doing taekwondo. We had another guy who was doing karate. We had another guy, kung fu, and and so on. And we used to get together on a lunchtime and um, Mm -hmm. sort of – Teach each other. I used to teach a little bit of taekwondo. Somebody else used to teach karate, and so on. And it was really good. It was really good fun. Uh, just Brilliant. seeing how the uh, the others uh, moved and how the philosophy on uh, developing power was sort of just a slightly different take on the same thing. So yeah, it it, it was good. And um, obviously, in recent years, uh, in the uh, in the eighties, um, taekwondo sort of moved slightly away from its original base and um brought on the concept of sine wave the uh the sort of up and down uh, movement um, that general che brought in um that when i first got introduced to it, i thought what is this but uh, now that now <laughs> that i now that i understand it more <laughs> um yes it's, it's a lot yes, better I'm, I'm
1: familiar with the concept or i don't treat yeah. it myself being a cratica but i'm familiar with the concept
0: yeah 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 and um uh, you know, as you say, I think they all come from the same place. You know, they've probably branched off to, to different areas, and uh, but, you know, martial arts generally have, have come from um, the same place uh, or a
1: similar place. Well, one of, one of my best friends, um, Keith Cormack, who I mentioned earlier on, the Kung Fu guy, yeah. um, we've been friends for decades, and we often train together. I mean, sometimes we're just, we just used to hire a very, very cheap boy who practises forms I would practise my classes, and then we're kind of like, hey, that movement you're doing is opposed to one of the movements in my kata. How do you apply that? And you're kind of like, well, yeah, I'd use it this way. And think, right? like, okay, that gives me another way for me to use a movement in my kata, And vice versa. First of all, we kind of cross-fertilise these ideas with each other. Sure. How do you use that? Well, i use it this way and you use it that way. And we come away with two different ways to use the same movements. Yes. So, yeah. Um, And I've come to realize, on the surface, some of these styles look very, very different. Underneath the surface, the principles that make them work are the same. They're just applied in different ways. I mean, it's like there's one English language, but look how many ways you can use the English language. But all the fundamental rules underneath it, whether you write a novel or whether you write poetry or whether you write a song, it's all coming from the English language. Or whatever other language you may speak, but it's yeah. all coming from the one language, playing it slightly different ways.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Well, um, moving on from from there, so uh, I know that you, you know you uh, say you, you teach martial arts and um, you know involved with it. But so how these days, how, how do you fit sort of you know your martial arts into your everyday life? Uh, you know what what does that look like for you at the moment?
1: Um. Well, apart from my own cutting, um, I try and do a little bit if I can, at least every day. Um, sometimes life gets in the way, um, but yeah, I try and do a little bit every day. Um, Trying do in the um I've got a punch bag upstairs in the loft, uh, which I have a play with sometimes. Um, I pandemics and, <laughs> and lockdown <laughs> I regularly get together with Keith as well. Um, yeah. So we can compare ideas uh, and my classes, but also um, I run my own blog. So I'm looking for interesting content for that. Um yeah. What would what would be interesting to people? What would people want to know about? Um, I'm also looking at different ways of um, teaching my own classes and how um, how can I explain something and make you know make it more clear to people so they can understand the concepts better. Sure. Um, the other thing is, as a lot of training as we get a little bit older. Uh, when we're young, we're naturally fit, we're athletic, um, naturally strong. Uh, as we're getting older, we lose some of our natural athleticism, uh, we lose some of our natural strength and physical yes. abilities. Um, but this traditional martial arts are so brilliant. Um, when you actually kind of start studying more the actual structures and the body mechanics of it and the way you can, different ways you can use it, now, we may not be so fit and strong as we get older, but our body structures can be tough or, or, or can get better. Yeah. Uh, there's a story by a guy... Um, I've got one of his books, um, Lawrence Kane. Okay, yeah. Now he tells us he tells a story. Um, when he was a young man, he got into a fight with this. Uh, he's an American guy. He got into a fight with a big American footballer who was uh, much much bigger than him. And the fight ended up with a not much of a, a result either way. It's more or less a draw. But he said there's this big, powerfully built bloke trying his best to hurt him. And this big, powerful bloke didn't really hurt him much. Yeah. Um, And then later on, many years later, he was training with this little manor guy, much, much smaller, a lot older, and all the rest of it. But he's really got all his body mechanics down and all the internal connections down. And he demonstrated on Lawrence Kane. It was just a tap. And he came out with enormous blues. I think it was like a a kick to the leg that he was, if, if I remember right, it was a kick to the leg. Sure. Um, but um, very, very lightly. And yeah. he got a big bruise come up and could hardly walk. Yeah, so yeah. So you had this big, powerful guy trying to hurt him and was totally ineffective. And this very tiny, old Okinawa guy trying not to hurt him and hurt <laughs> him a bloody sight more. Had that much more that internal connection and the, that whole body working as one one cohesive unit yeah yeah and I think uh, and this is the side of things I'm particularly interested in now yeah um I think particularly as we get older it gets more and more important because we're, we're losing other physical abilities but this is one side we can still still focus on
0: yeah no i I agree I think for for me um uh, as well as that philosophy side I, I'm I'm getting more and more into um the meditation side and the breath work um mm. you know I I uh, meditation is difficult for me because I'm a say quite mm. a hyper person and um, my personality is very much like I'm actually very shy it's it's strange because in in the environment of taekwondo I'm not I I can mm. hold my head up but you know if I go to a party and there's lots of people I don't know then I'm going to be in the corner <laughs> so
1: um, I, I can relate totally I can relate yeah. totally to that
0: yeah so I I have to I have to sort of uh, control that sort of personality and, and meditation, um, that I've started recently. Well, not recently, I've been doing it for some time, but, um, I find it very, very beneficial. And the meditation has led me to breath work as well. Um, it's led me mm-hmm. to, um, some breathwork called Bateko, uh, and then the Wim Hof method. Um, uh, I'm exp- um, exploring some, some yogic breathing as well now. And, um, I think, I think when you when you realise, uh, you know, as you say, you get to a certain age and um, you realise that your physical powers are are waning. Um, but you look at other ways to to stay fit and healthy and um, to to still carry on your martial arts journey, and that's what I've chosen. Really, at the moment, is that meditation and breath work.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, um, a lot of Japanese martial arts a little meditation at the beginning and the end of the class, yes, just for a minute or so, and it's normally seen as when you do at the beginning of the class, well, just to calm you down and like get rid of the stresses and whatnot of the day or stresses and worries, calm you down before you start training. And again, sure. calm you down before you get home. And yes, that is part of it. But I think it's very, very oversimplified. Yes. Because uh, I med- I meditate as well um, at home. I did a little bit before this interview, actually. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a- just a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes with meditation, uh, people miss the point a little bit. They think it's something that you do for a few minutes and then you forget about it until the next time you do it. Yeah. Now, part of meditation is not just about making your mind quiet. I mean, that- that's part of it. But it's about to teach you to observe your own thoughts. Yes. Because very often, um, particularly people who lose their temper a lot, or very often people who have mental health issues, um, they react in a certain way. Sometimes, um, and it stimulates a response, and the responses come out on autopilot. Yes. And people do not very often question the thoughts that they are having. Like you know, something goes wrong. Oh, this always happens to me. This always. Why is it always? Why is it always me that gets this? Now, if you kind of stop and you analyze that thought, oh, it doesn't always happen to me. This hasn't happened to me for a couple of months. Yes, it did happen a few months ago, but it's been a long time since this happened to me. It doesn't always happen to me. Yeah. So when you stop and observe the thought the thought, the hold that the thought has over you starts to dissipate. Sure. And meditation, people say, like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to silence your mind. And yes, it's, but the mind, the mind is there to think. That's what your brain does. It thinks. Yes. Yeah. So it's almost impossible to totally switch it off. But if it, rather than trying to switch it off, you just think, right, like, okay, I will observe the thoughts that come into my mind, sitting there, and like, hmm, I wonder what's for tea tonight okay, hello, thoughts, thank you for that thought. Okay, next. And you just address the thoughts and then you let it go. And you get yes. used to addressing the thought, let it go. And from, a, like I say, from a, a mental health point of view, the thoughts are coming. If you can get used to looking at those thoughts and thinking like, well, actually, that's not actually true, is it? You know, analyze a lot. uh From a master last point of view, um, <laughs> I did a, a seminar with uh, Kevin O'Hagan once, and he's a fantastic teacher, reality, yes, does yeah. reality-based teaching. And what I will say, a lot of his stuff is generic enough that it's good enough for, for any martial artist. I mean, he's a jiu-jitsu guy, but yeah. I've got a lot of it as a karateka. And he was on about, like, how you react to things, how you can choose how you react to things. And I'll give you an example in a second. But there's a phrase I heard years ago, we think we're having a thought, but very often the thought is having us. Yes. Yeah, something happens, something evokes us, and ah! yeah, we, 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 we react to the thought, and we lose our temper and we lash out and whatever. The thought's having us, we're not having the thought. No. For example, Kevin O'Hagan's come out. It was brilliant. It's a, you know, I could be walking along the streets and, you know, pardon the language, somebody could shout out, Oi, Charlie, you're a wanker. No, yeah. but, but I can either, How dare you call me that? I'm not having that. Or I can just go, How the hell does he you know that? Okay, next time I walk on. I've got the choice how I respond to it. And I think that's where meditation comes in, by making you more aware of your own thoughts it gives you more choices how to respond to situations. Yes, yes. Because you're actually aware of the thought you're having rather than the thought having you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. I don't, I don't know whether you've ever... It, that reminds me uh, of, uh, of a book that i read a number of times called The Chimp Paradox. Um, the Chimp Paradox. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've okay. ever read it. It's written by a psychologist oh. who says basically, you know, we have two sides to our personality. We have our chimp um, and sometimes uh, we need to control our chimp <laughs> um, mm. because our, our chimp uh, does things that perhaps we don't really want to do. Um, you know, and our chimp's a bit naughty. We have to try and put our chimp back in the box sometimes. I, I would, anybody listen to this, I certainly recommend it. It's it's a very good book. Uh, it's written by a psychologist. I can't remember the name of of the the chap. It's been a bestseller, uh, but it's called The Chimp Paradox, um, and it okay. talks about talks about the other side of our personality. Yeah. You know, it, it, and uh, how to control our chimp, basically. But that's that's yeah. what that sounds like to me. What you're saying there, um, you know. And I think you know, maybe meditation allows us to uh, allows us to do that in a slightly different way. Mm. You know, it's. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've certainly found it beneficial. And again, anybody listening to this, I would say, certainly, uh, you know, have a go. I actually started it um, with there was a guy called American Guy. Uh, called light watkins and uh, mm. he he's he basically talks about um, a very simple meditation of just 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 learning to sit for five minutes then learning to sit for ten minutes um you know it doesn't have to be long to start with as you say concentrating on uh, in in fact sorry just noticing your breathing noticing your breathing you know the breath in the breath out and so on and then going from there and that's how i started that was quite an easy mm. way in for me um and also he he said, and, and this was quite a revelation to me as well, he said that you don't need to sit in the lotus position with your legs crossed. <laughs> you, you, can, you can sit in a chair with your back upright. And I thought, wow, okay, I can do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, um, especially for some of us uh, after decades of training, some of us aren't I mean, all that good. It, so exactly. Sitting, you know, yeah, sitting cross-legged or... I can't sit in a lotus position. I can sit cross-legged, but I I, I can't do the lotus position. Yeah, to me. So yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. One of the people I've listened to is uh, Eckhart Tolle. um, Okay. Who wrote the book The Power of Now? And although that's a general book on philosophy, um, I think so much of it applies to martial artists. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, the, the power of now is very much about accepting what is. Yes. Okay? I mean, you could go around like, oh, this is so unfair. Why am I in this situation? Why does this happen to me? Why haven't I got a better car? Why haven't I got a better job? And you, ha- you use an awful lot of mental energy wishing something was different. Yes. Um, and all that mental energy is totally wasted. Sure. Now, by accepting, it doesn't mean like, Oh, okay. I'm in a, I'm in a rundown house. It's not a very nice house, but I have to accept that I'm living here, and that's going to be the rest of my life. And my rest of my job's going to be, job's going to be rubbish for the rest of my life. And I have to accept that. That's not what it's talking about. No. But if you accept, right? Okay, this is where I am now. This is where I am now. I accept where I am now. Okay. Yeah. What can I do about it? Now all that energy. That you put into wishing it away and thinking about how unfair it is that you're in this situation instead of wishing it away well okay i accept that i'm here what am i going to do about it now you can put all that energy into finding a way out of that situation how to uh better your situation how to get a better job how to get a better house how to get a better whatever how to get better at martial arts um, I mean, you and I, in our late 50s, could be sitting here thinking like, oh, I wish I was flexible like I was in my 20s. I, <laughs> wish, I, I, I wish my knees was like they was when I was back in my 20s. And we, and we can wish that all day long. Or we can sit there and thinking, well, actually, a low kick to the thigh is going to do a lot more mischief than that that, that, that youngster's kick the head. <laughs> yeah, so, well,
0: um, yeah. yeah. we we can adapt around
1: it that way. Yeah, yeah, no, that's
0: that's true. I hope... I hope uh people listeners can hear there's a bit of crackling on on the audio so i'm hoping that doesn't come through um when we put the, the recording out so if it does then i apologize now <laughs> for that <laughs> but um no that's 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 great i think it's it is it, it is important and maybe, that as you say it, it's it's an age thing you 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 know do the early years in martial arts of um you know running around and doing the exercises and being super fit and whatever and then actually you realize there's a there's a lot more to it as well which i I think is probably um (laughs) probably a a a life thing and and something that Mm. people should should get to if you're there (laughs) long enough so uh those those youngsters that are listening you've got this
1: to come (laughs) (laughs) and we say about as, as we get older um When we're young, yeah, we like the physical side of it. And and that's right and proper. Mm -hmm. We enjoy the physicality of it. We enjoy the energy. um, We like to move as fast and strong, as powerful as we can. And, yeah, that's all right and proper. Um, But, like, as as we get older, I'm getting more and more interested in, like, the structure side of it. Yes. Um, And the structures are so well thought out and so clever. I mean, to give an example, I've got... A lady joined my class um she got a black belt in wales um she was off training for a number of years she she moves to the west country um and after a few years she wanted to get back into training again so she joined my class and she's an absolutely lovely lady and she's a real asset to my club um but one time were talking about the rising block now i use her to demonstrate because uh, i knew how this was going to go uh i mean i'm About five eleven and a half I'm Mm -hmm. almost six foot and this lady's quite petite so I had a in front of the class and I had to do rising block but I had to do it in a bad form so I had a standing square onto me a forearm um, parallel with the chest yeah and I pressed down on it now when you do it that way with the forearm parallel to the chest you've got to have a lot of strength in your elbow to keep that in place yeah sure Uh, now that that takes a, a lot of work when you angle it 45 degrees forward and 45 degrees upwards, as we would normally do it, then that pressure, it goes, instead of being taken at the elbow, it goes through the elbow into the shoulder. Yes, yeah. Now, beginners will often their shoulder, and in which case, if they're doing it that way, then it takes a lot of strength to keep the shoulder in place. Yes, that's right. We keep the shoulder relaxed and down, as it should be, as per the proper structure and the yeah. force, Goes through the elbow, through the, into your torso, and so sure. on. Now, with this lady, I had a bonzer and I pressed down on the forearm, and it buckled fairly easy. Um, then I had a do it bonzer, uh, and I pressed down, and it held. And then I kind of stepped back a little bit, and I actually leaned against her, so leaning into it with all my weight, my fourteen platter. Um, against this much, much smaller lady. And she held my weight quite easily because she had a good structure. Not because she was strong, or super fit, but she had a good structure. And I could see her eyebrows. <laughs> she, was, she was surprised that she could take that much pressure. And it's a structure, since she had practiced for years and years and years, but she didn't realize how powerful it was. Sure. And then we did another demonstration with her. I had her put that rising block into my neck. And, and with her permission, um, I tried to pull her into me, like like a guy would try to force a woman in for a kiss, for example. So yeah, I had yeah. my hands around her waist, putting her in. I was trying to push my head towards her head. Yes. And I used the structure into my neck, and I could not pull her into me. Mm, yeah. I'm a lot bigger than she is. I'm a lot stronger than she is. But she just used that picture, and she could help hold me away. Sure. And it's a really strong structure that a, a small woman can hold a much bigger man at relatively easy, and this is where I think a lot of people don't realise how much there is in our martial arts that you know we have these really with them. We don't need to be so big and athletic, and so on, particularly yeah. as we get older. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I've got another lady who trains with me. Um, she's in her seventies, and she's fantastic. Just before the lockdown, she got a black pass, and I was really proud of her because um, she's dyspraxic and uh, she's got COPD, so she's got all these um, limitations, but she just keeps going, keeps going. And we was partnered up one time, uh, uh, so I wasn't partnered with partner work, and we was using block, but we was using it as a strike, so we block with one hand and use it as a strike coming into the net. And she was partnered up with this big guy who's uh, about the same height as me, he's probably broader and he's a very strong, panically built guy and she caught him in the, in the neck. She caught him a little bit than she was supposed to and he was kind of like gagging for breath a little bit and he, he got some water. Um, a few days later, oh, I'll be to go and check this out with the doctor because it's still hurting and the doctor said, oh, you've got a little bit of torn cartilage in your throat. It'll be, it'll be all right, but you know, you've got a bit of torn cartilage there. And we come back and we told, Dawn and she was like, "But I hardly touched him. I hardly touched him. I, I did it really lightly." And I think, "Well, okay." Um, I said, "The thing is, Dawn, you had a good structure. You had a really good structure. I mean, I'm not sure how much she weighs. She's quite a smallish lady. Let, 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 let's say she's like seven or eight stone. Mm, You've got yeah. a really good structure. You put eight stone behind that structure." and you yeah. put that into a delicate spot, you're going to do damage. Yeah, and yeah. she was really glad that she had damaged this, this guy who was so much bigger than her, so more powerful than her, and she had damaged him without trying. Yes. She had damaged him when she was actually trying not to. She was trying <laughs> to control it. Yes, yeah. Um, she so, so damaged him. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, no, it's not about being sorry, we're not we're not selling you off here. We just want you to appreciate how powerful this can be. Because you who's in your 70s, she's very they you know very petitely built. She's not no Amazon, so and she's got breathing difficulties and all the rest of it. Sure. Yeah, this small leg could damage this bloke without trying to, <laughs> because she had a good structure and put all her legs Uh, into a vulnerable point behind a structure that didn't bend, buckle, or fold in any way. Yes, yeah. And I think there's fascinating things about traditional martial arts as we get older. Um, I mean, no disrespect, but likes of boxing, for example. Sure. Uh, Yes, they have good structures as well, but a lot is fitness and strength. Yes. And when you haven't quite got, got the same fitness and strength, it doesn't work so well. But the traditional arts, they can still work very, very well because of the structures. Now, we may lose our fitness and athleticism, but we can still have very, very good structures as we get older.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I'm I'm hoping that's the, uh, the case. I'm coming up to my 22nd birthday very soon. Um, so in uh, this <laughs> <some homeless> case... <laughs> awesome. Well, what, what um, I, I think, you know, as as martial artists, um, certainly for me, you know, I love my martial art, but also love a lot of other things as well. I love coming away from my martial art to fill my time with playing the guitar and the harmonica. Uh, I like to juggle a little bit. Um, I like to do some puzzles. Puzzles are one of my things that I like to... Uh, I like to meditate, doing a puzzle and um, (laughs) a a, a moving meditation. Um, So, what about you? What 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 sort of things do you like when
1: you're not doing martial arts? Um, Basically, spending time with family. Yeah, Um, I also uh, well meditation as well. I enjoy meditating. Um, Friends, family, uh, a good movie, Um, and I also like nature. Um, Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um like to take him for a walk in the woods.
0: Great.
1: I'm lucky that where I live in Somerset, there's some very good walks very, very nearby. So uh it's it's good to get out in the countryside. Sure. Um I mean I I like um I like mountains and hillsides. Um I like uh being by the beach, but my favorite is woods, um particularly if, if there's a stream nearby. But it's just so full of life and living energy all yes. around, all the yes. big trees all around you, to the sides of you, above you, and you know, shrubs. It's just so totally full of life all around, and it's, it's just a great energy, and it's a, a healing environment. It's it's great, it's just, just lovely. I, I, I like a good walk through the woods.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I, I again, I think it's um, something that I've I've got into it, again as I've got older and I can I can appreciate the beauty mm. of those things more. You know, I, I used to see certain things and just see it as a training opportunity. Um, but mm. now I, I I go for walks. Um I was you know going for a walk recently and I was looking at the, the change in the in the trees and the flowers in a week um mm. and and how the, the 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 bloom has started to come through and the colours and so on. Whereas I know, I definitely know that when I was 15, 16, that would of have interest, you know. I would have no interest at all. Uh, I would just walk past mm. it
1: and think, yeah, that's a tree. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I mean, um, when my daughter was smaller, um, used to go out for walks sometimes, and she's like, "Why are we going for a walk? All it doesn't make your head, your legs ache." <laughs> yeah, but look at the beauty of, the, of, of all this countryside. Well, yeah, it's just trees and grass. <laughs> but now she's, she's wiser. I mean, okay, she's in the um, mid twenties now. Yeah. Um, and now she can appreciate the beauty of, uh, you know, countryside. I mean, okay, she's uh, she wouldn't want to walk miles and miles in it, but she's beginning to kind of uh, appreciate sure. the woods and the countryside, which she didn't. No, why are we doing this? It just makes your legs ache. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, come <laughs> <laughs> well, so, along. Well, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was I was the same as a kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing how 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 uh, well. I think that's what we're supposed to be, isn't it? We're supposed to mature and, and be able to appreciate uh, beauty uh, as we get uh, as we get older. But listen, Charlie, thank you very much. We're nearly out of time. Actually, um, it's been a fantastic, fantastic catch up with you. Uh, it's been a long time. I hope it's not as long again before we're in each other's company uh, and we yeah, can share. We can, so. Yeah, we can share some um, some martial arts stories. Um, uh, I, I I do have I do. Occasionally have the occasional beer, but my main tipple is green tea, which is uh, what I tend to drink <laughs> drink most most of the time. But I have been known to drink a bit of alcohol. But uh, I would love to love to share some um, whatever whatever kind of uh, <laughs> liquid refreshment um, we're going to share. I'd love to sit down with you at some point um, and uh, you know share some time with you. I'd also love to say as well. That'd to, yeah, that'd be really nice to people listening. Um, I'm going to put. Um, Information about uh, Charlie's blog in the show notes, um, and uh, maybe if you want to share any of your any of your where you teach and so on, the people, the listeners can can come along and connect with you. Uh, that would be great, also. But yeah. um, I'd love to. I thank you very much for uh, coming along on the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast. And um, well,
1: thank, you, thank know, you for having me. P- and I, of, and I think i think it's great what you're doing because so you. many people get tied up with just their own style or their own organization i'm, I'm really i really like that you're kind of making this more yeah. really great i think you're doing a fantastic job
0: well th- thank you very much charlie i appreciate it i, I think uh, i think all martial arts they've all got something to uh to offer um there are some lovely people in the martial arts and you are one of those people um I, I i speak to people and i've heard your name in many circles actually and and it's always been always oh, 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 been it it's always, it's, it, <laughs> it's always been always been nice things said about you so um definitely so take care and look after yourself and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again very soon
1: yeah hopefully well thank you very much for having me on that's appreciated you're welcome you're welcome thank, thank you, you.